Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Yang Gang Podcast. We are here on a beautiful Tuesday night at this point in time. It's 6 o'clock here Pacific time to bring you more information about the Yang campaign and keep pushing the message. Um, as always, I'm Evan here with my co-host. Connor. And uh, yeah, we're going to... We got a little bit of a looser format today, but we're going to you know, try to bring it in any way we can. So... Anyway, so some things I wanted to talk about specifically. Um, we, we need people to, to start doing these phoners. We need, simply put, we need a fourth qualifying poll. Um, if we don't get the fourth qualifying poll, then there's no qualifying for the third and the fourth presidential debates. Um, as I have spoke about, I believe on the last podcast... Um, they had reached four qualifying polls. If you're listening to this, you probably know this, but they had reached four qualifying polls, and then one was taken away from them by the DNC, saying that it didn't count. Um, Which, anyway, did they ever get to the bottom of that? Um, who knows? I, um, at the end of the day, it doesn't. they're not going to let it count, so we need to get another one. Um, and that's what we're going to try to do here. So... I would encourage everybody to go to the website, yang2020.com. If you have time to be on any of the phone or text lines, please do so. Um, I've been retweeting some of the higher the higher uh, scores. People, we're, we're getting pretty close yeah. to, I mean, it still has a long way to go, but pretty close to our uh, donation goal of $3.5 million. We're at 2.1, but yeah, yeah, yeah. with and your humble had... donation, we can keep that ball rolling. He had another short-term donation goal that he was trying to meet, which was $1.5 which he was 200000 away from about three hours ago. Um, I think he tweeted that. So, um, yeah, if you haven't donated yet, even a dollar, um, it helps. So I would encourage all of you to do that. Um, and, yeah, just go online. Again, if you're new to this podcast or to this campaign, just go online, check out some of the policies, and if you like them, try to help. So, um, but yeah, there's other, I think, look, we can talk about some depressing things that have been happening, or we can talk about some cheerful things. Um, I want to start out, I want to start out just talking about the, uh, the Yang Spotify playlist, honestly. Let's bring it, let's, let's bring, bring it, a little, let's bring it on the lighter note. We're going to start it off light, folks. Yeah. We're going to start it off light with the, uh, Andrew Yang's campaign released his Spotify playlist. Believe it's for uh, forty-two songs. Yeah, it's um. And for I those, had the link up, and now I uh, have to get back into it. Yeah, for those searching for this playlist, you can find it at. It's um, not bad. It's not bad. I'm not gonna say it starts off strong with the uh, you know angry Eminem, but you know song "Lose Yourself." Yeah. Heard that way too many times in the uh, the locker room playing football. You you can find Can't this really at anymore. yang yang2020.com/spotify. That's, That's what the hell it was. Yeah. So so can Connor over here. He can find this at yang2020.com. There slash, it is. I knew I had slash, it in my tabs. Um, all right. So you said lose yourself. Now I got to actually. That's the very first up. song. Yeah. Which, is, you know, it's you know it's a good song, but it's, uh, it's heavy. It sets the tone. I guess Andrew Yang, you know, he's not messing around, folks. <laughs> Oh, He's if, not messing around. If he was, if he was messing around, would he have the Cure or the Smiths on here? I don't know. I, He's got okay, some boys I, don't cry. 
I approve of his choice of Return of the Mac because that's that's jam. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with uh, with the Halsey. He's keeping it fresh, you know. He's that's keeping it diverse. Something a little new. I can't I can't say I know what this song is, but that's uh, you know, that's for the youngsters out there. Um, for a presidential candidate, I approve of this playlist. Got some uh, got some God's plan on here. Yeah. Got some U2. Um, I might cherry pick the list, but that's just me. That's and, my and, personal an preference. An underrated band. Um, yeah, I uh, I just the heavy the heavy the cure. Have um, any other candidates released a Spotify actually, playlist that I they? I can't say yes or no to that question. You can listen to this yeah. playlist as you make your donation, or you are on your way to volunteering. Get his playlist on, and fucking rock out. Excuse my language. Rock out to it. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, he's really. Yeah, he's got some prints. No. The purple one himself. Yeah. And then he uh, he he t- ends it with some Weezer, some Say It Ain't So. Okay. Question. Yes. What do you think the other candidates would have on their playlist? Let's start with. Let's start with. Joe Biden. What would Joe <laughs> Biden's playlist be? Um. I was gonna. It's classic rock, for sure. Now the question is: Is it like more southern, like a CCR? Possibly even a better question is: What is Donald Trump's uh, Spotify uh, playlist? If he was really (laughs) actually active in choosing it, like he had to make the choice to do a playlist. It wasn't one of his aides or any assistants or someone who fucking made it up. Excuse my language again. I have no idea because all these artists probably don't like him, but. It's um, I know he had uh, you can't always get what you want by the Rolling Stones as his campaign song, which is extremely fitting and actually kind of hilarious. But some people might I not would agree. Like that. <laughs> but in in terms of irony, it's it's funny. Um, but yeah, I don't know, I don't know. It's uh, but I don't, if you had to guess uh, at least a song, you gotta throw something out there for the listeners. Something cheesy. Probably Something. like uh, Motley Crue. Yeah. Maybe. Or Kiss. <laughs> Something very white. Is, yeah. is that ignorant to say? I don't think so. Or. Uh, they just got some 41. Like Roy Orbison. Roy. Every day. No, that's not no. Roy Orbison. No. That's. Uh, Roy Orbison Woody. was kind of like an Elvis Presley contemporary. Yeah. Uh, Buddy Holly. That's what I'm singing. Yeah, Roy Orbison. What I'm, would Bernie Sanders? It, it'd be a lot of revolution songs. What would Kamala Harris? Um, Kamala. Bernie would have Trouble Man by Marvin Gaye for sure. Kamala, actually, you said, you asked the question, what other candidates have released a Spotify playlist? I think Kamala might have, because she talked about how she likes Snoop Dogg and Tupac, either in like releasing a playlist or in an interview. She is from Oakland. Yeah, in California. Um. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know who. What would Kristen Gillibrand's yeah. playlist be? Or probably Elizabeth Warren. Oh Ugh. yeah, that's a tough one. Okay, next next subject. <laughs> We're not here to bash so, other candidates, but you know maybe for the sake of humor, it's, it's worth their it. Music taste, yeah. I think. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Andrew Yang's Spotify playlist, <laughs> I'd say. He's got probably the out of all the candidates, would probably be the strongest one. 
Yeah. Um. Yeah. Out of these ones, Kamal. Kamal maybe Gibbard. Maybe Gibbard. Gibbard might a have a good playlist. One. Um. I can see Gibbard listening to like Lincoln Park. Yeah. Gillibrand. Gillibrand I, would listen to Reba. Yeah. The the girl I liked in high school really liked Lincoln Park. Yeah. I remember I bought a Lincoln Park <laughs> album, uh, when I was in sixth grade for a kid for his birthday. Oh man. Yeah, Lincoln Park album. He really wanted it. Yeah, it's uh, very a lot of earth tones on that. Anyway, anyway, circling back here, we need you we to hit the phone lines. Hit the phone lines. Hit the Better text yet, lines. Better yet, tweet, tweet at us any comments or questions you have for us. Yeah. Um, regarding our commentary on the Andrew Yang podcast. Yes. Um, but do you have uh, poll information? Any poll updates for Andrew um, Yang? Well, poll updates, yes, in that there are polls released today, but any none event, that event he whereabouts? qualified in, um, at least not not that I see. Um, event whereabouts, um, yeah, I can talk about that. What for was sure. his response to uh, the most recent shootings, which were absolutely tragic and yeah, I thought he actually, I thought he had a good response. I. Um, I can try to paraphrase it, or I can go back and search for it verbatim. Um, but basically, this one's four hours ago, so I can speak on this without having to search. Um, but basically, you're saying domestic terrorism has killed more Americans in the past decade than any other form of terrorism. It is long past time for common sense gun reform and a federal domestic terrorism statute. Most importantly, we must together as a, come together as a nation and prove that there is no place for hate in the United States. That's what he tweeted. He also called for basically observations into people's saying that we have a mental health crisis in this country, and I, and I think we do. And um, not that okay, because if you've been on Twitter, you you're not you're not. I'll, I'll explain to you what the Twitter sphere. And Twitter isn't real life. I'm personally not active in Twitter, which is why Evan has to explain it to me. Yes, I um. There's a lot of criticism of calling, just saying that the things that have happened in El Paso and Dayton and Gilroy are all mental health issues. That, that's taken a lot of criticism. Um, however, they, I mean, they clearly, these people clearly aren't right of mind. So they are, and, but it is, I think it's a combination of, it's obviously a mental health issue, but it's obviously a gun issue as well. It is a white supremacy issue. It's a lot. I mean, a lot of these lot characters of... over the past couple decades. I was just listening to actually a great um, recording uh, with a program called One A that was aired on NPR this afternoon, and it was talking all about this. But I'd have to agree with uh, you know some of the commentators on that show when they were saying like over the past twenty years or so, these shooters, these these people behind these mass killings more often than not are white supremacists anti-jew anti-people of color anti-gay think about it. think about south carolina it's a lot think about or, think about south carolina think about orlando and they've all they've all predominantly been just also i guess las vegas is an outlier but he is a man i mean Frankly, when is the last time you saw one of these people be a woman? Um, maybe the YouTube person, but that's terrible that I have this mental Rolodex of these people. Anyway, um, 
But yeah, they're all predominantly white males in between the ages of 19 and 30. That's what That latch onto an ideology because in their minds they feel like they're outcasted or Well, I mean, they, they probably are outcasted. Yeah. But this is their way of of expressing their power. Yeah, exactly. That's that exactly they what it is. believe is is, you know, inherent to them. That is like God given to them. That, you know, it's the whites, the Anglo-Saxons that are the rightful inheritors of the earth. So, tying this into Andrew Yang um, is that we are hopeful that his campaign, with its progressive notions and its, its focus on America at the core, that um, maybe over time, with his policies in effect... With the ones that he can, you know, at least get passed through Congress, uh, would have a lasting effect in changing ever so slightly that notion of, you know, white superiority or who knows. But it is a problem in this country that is has not been properly dealt with. No, and it, and continues to poison the national conscience. And it's and it's horrible, and I hope that there's whoever wins for president goes straight to the core of this issue, because this is this is they they said it was the the birth defect of this nation. But why? My question is why can't this be changed? Because o- Obama didn't change this either. He really didn't do anything. So like, I'll- if anything, it got worse because he was a black president, and they thought it was like the final straw. So there was this uptick of these kind of people joining yeah. groups like anti-Jew, white supremacy. That's when you got all those pictures of, you know, um, lynchings and all this, all these marches and hateful rhetoric. There was an uptick in the joining of these white supremacy groups when Obama became president. And then it only, it was, it was fuel to the fire when Trump got elected. So I guess this... If anything, they were responsible for helping him get elected. But yeah, I... Nobody, in my opinion, and I think most rationally minded Americans' opinion, no one needs a semiotic, semi-automatic assault rifle if you're not in combat. You don't need it. You don't. The people who own those guns and are, are die hard about their beliefs is because they have this unwavering notion that they need to protect themselves against the government. Against the government. Against the government. I, it, 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 ties this, it ties it back. They tie it back to this revolutionary notion of the birth of, of this country that, like, that uh, the American government has become the tyrannical British government that we fought against, whatever. They, they remain this. They have this militia mindset. The and they feel that they're, they're protecting themselves against the government. And they think once the government tries to force upon, like, oh, people of color have rights, Jews have rights, gay people have rights, then they start using those weapons to fight back against the state that's pushing on them these, these ideologies that they yeah. don't want to believe in. I, I actually get, from, from a normal perspective, I get the, the fact that, yeah, having an armed, basically, citizenry makes it so that they're quote-unquote protecting themselves from the government. But let's however, be real. However... Can a militia beat the United States military? The Probably United States not. military can de- can detect who a person is from a heartbeat signature taken from a drone in a yeah. building without even being able to see these people. You think, you think you're 
your guns are going to help you? No, to be honest with you, they're Before not. Before you could utter America, F, yeah, yeah. that drone has, has taken them out. And I, um, and like... So they need also, to let go of that notion that that like it's it's a lost cause essentially I've, at this point. Right. I've been hunting before. I think you've been hunting before, and I think we would both agree you don't. Okay. First of all, if you're hunting with a semi-automatic rifle, you're not hunting correctly. No. If anything, that's totally illegal and immoral. <laughs> and and cheating. You're and cheating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's, it it's, right. it's it's cheating too, even with like a single bolt action. But yeah, it's it's at least. Uh, perceived to be more humane and i agree with that it's but no one i agree with you no one no average joe should have access to semi-automatic weaponry no there's no use for it other than entertaining fantasies even if it's shooting targets even it's shooting a car in a in a field in in god knows where america yeah you know it's for entertainment purposes they're yeah. not defending it against the government. They're using it against targets or now people. It's um, so something's got to change. I um, there are over four hundred million guns in this country, and more are being produced every day. Yeah. How do you stop that? How do you stop that? Yeah. What it comes down to, I and know. I think it was flushed out, is it's the whole business model. It's the business model of health insurance. It's the business model that we've been operating on. This for-profit, I don't know I don't know what alternative could possibly be out there, but it seems to be the recurring cause of every industry. It's like it's the business model, how it's structured. Right. Well, I think they're actually delving into this and how it applies to the Yang campaign, there are two things that stand out to me about that. One is increasing the salaries of the members of Congress and the president's salary so they would be honestly less susceptible to accept a lot of this, these donor funds from sure. companies like the N, from organizations like One the would hope. Right. Yes. The second thing is if this is significantly a mental health issue which we've talked about and it's not 100 percent that but it's a number of factors and all of them it's the base a factor, factor in it is yeah. probably this person's mental health because yeah. if they were in a good state of mind obviously this would not be happening so and it sounds maybe it sounds ridiculous but it all comes from a scarcity mindset it's a mindset of those people have it i don't have it that's not how it should be so that goes to a point which uh, we have to try to not fall down the rabbit hole, but that ties into what I believe to be the eternal struggle that's always been with us, and that is the haves and the have-nots. No matter what time period humanity has been in, it has always been the struggle between, at its most basic, simplest form, those who have and those who have not, and there is a consistent tension between those two groups since civilization came to be yeah so this is a this is a deeply deeply rooted to say the least kind of i truly wonder if giving someone like these two individuals the freedom dividend would it have taken off the edge maybe i maybe. i think so like i Okay, so not to get too much into, I guess. Uh, you know, to play I'm devil's from Ohio, advocate, to play devil's right? advocate, they might use that money to buy more ammo or guns. Yeah, I know 
like I know the circumstances of what it's like to be someone in the middle of America who feels forgotten about by these these modern times. I can understand those circumstances, right? And it's that is only going to get worse. Like if we don't do anything, all of these all of these things come together. Like the fact that all these jobs are being automated away is going to keep leading to this. And it's like the but the rhetoric that Trump has of, you know, the immigrants are doing this and like that keeps leading that in combination with the fact that the immigrants aren't taking those jobs. Those jobs are being automated away is what creates this. It's just so many different factors. But the rhetoric coming from the person who is the person representing our country. It's the power of the word. It's the power powerful. of the word. And his flip-floppy nature is is just widening the wedge. You can't... When they were chanting, send her back, you can't allow that. No. You cannot he, allow he that. basked in it. Yeah. He basked in it like he was under a tan And then a he's like, I light. stopped him. No, you didn't stop him. You didn't stop him. And if anything, You encourage it at your rallies, then condemn it on national television. Yeah. It's... To make the liberals happy, and that's not—that's just simply not the case. <laughs> to unhappy, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's um. I agree. You can't allow those things to happen. It's honestly unacceptable, and it's everybody in America is in some form or another, besides the Native Americans, literally just the Native Americans, more or less a descendant of an immigrant, and to say send her back goes in the face against. Because it is not easy to get here. Whether you're getting here legally, whether you're getting here illegally, either of those paths, they're tough. They're not easy. They're yeah. not easy. And the people who do those paths typically have a specific mindset, and they work. Those people work. Because they work to be accepted here, and a lot of times they're not. And so when you go and you say send her back, that is just almost the biggest insult you can give to a large portion of people. And this country's principles. Exactly. Ideals. Exactly. And it's... That's why we're hopeful for a, an Andrew Yang candidate who might bring some stability to that. Or just optimism and acceptance. Because, like, honestly, most, not even some, most of the greatest things in this country have been built by immigrants or the, the descendants whole of like the modern 20th, what gave rise to the 20th right. century was built off the backs of Italian, Irish, Eastern European, Japanese, Chinese, you name it, yeah. immigrants who came to this country and a, a, a small yeah. few, a handful of men, a handful of white men, put all of these people, whites and people of color alike, to work. And they built the roads, the train tracks, they built the skies. Well, at that time, you know, the big buildings, they laid the roads, they laid the framework. Right. They This this was even before, like, the labor unions. So these people were used. Yeah. They were utilized, they were brutalized, and they were... It, this country was built off... I mean... Yeah, okay, let me... Just for an it, example... And it functions this is as a nation of immigrants. Example. I mean, look at San Francisco. It's a large chunk of it is immigrants. Yeah. 
and it's helping maintain the functioning of this country. So to say, like, to have this perception that America has always been a white country is completely false. I, I think it's safe to say, so Apple, right? You got Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs' biological father is a Syrian immigrant. Google, started by what Larry Page, who was born here, and Sir, Sergey Brin. Sergey Brin's from Russia. These are immigrants creating the greatest things that this country has to offer. And takes and, for granted. And it's not only, I mean, it's not only those things. Like Tesla. Elon Musk isn't from here. He's from South Africa. Like, a lot of these things. So, it is just a slap in the face. Those are three of the greatest, the greatest companies America has representing it right now. Right. And all of them. So, we need someone who unites the country around the things that make it great. And that's not, everyone. Yeah. It's everyone. It's not a select few who like who are hoarding all of the, the world's wealth and whatever. No, no, no. It's everyone is a part of it. Everyone has built everything everywhere, especially in this country. And honestly, I think the Freedom Dividend would really help, one, spur entrepreneurship and economic freedom. And two, it could bring back the middle of the country. And I've said Community this. Community participation. Uh, you know, a higher higher likelihood of you know social participation, which is huge because I'm sure a lot of these these shooters are socially isolated individuals. Yeah, I th- I think about these tech hubs that are in the middle of the country, like Overland Park, Kansas, or Denver, or Nashville, or even Austin, Texas, if you want to go there. Like, you the Freedom Dividend people. There are smart people who live in these places and who work in these upcoming industries in these cities. You give a lot of those people the freedom dividend, like they're going to have way more opportunities. Those cities are going to flourish in a ways that they haven't. People will be so motivated to move to a lot of these up and coming cities. We have to that the middle of the country will come we back. We have to to replant people into those towns. Not just physically, but just like um mentally put them back into that place yeah like like you would transplanting uh you know flowers or whatever or a tree transplanting it for a new area to to regrow you know um yeah i um there's always opportunity for regrowth especially in those communities which were the foundation of america before it got sold out yeah um it, a lot of it, it is it, possible. It comes back to this scarcity versus abundance mindset. We need to create an a, a mindset of abundance. Andrew Yang tweeted this today. For all over the country. Yes. Especially the main town streets of America. They deserve it because previous generations that came from there helped build and maintain this country. It is the proven it's fact that people who are under economic stressors... This is one of the stats that he likes to cite. But it is proven that if you have an economic stress in your life, your IQ at that time will be 13 points lower than it would be had that bill been paid. Had Yeah, we actually had the mics get cut off there. But yes, more or less people who are unable to pay their bills like on time simply have... That economic stress actually causes them and then to be economic able to stress becomes health issues, which then becomes irrational emotions. The list goes on and on. 
$1,000 a month. Um, Go a long way for some places. And, and we live and in San Francisco. And for some people so who are struggling. It even sounds less out here. But in the middle of the country, that is unbelievable. It could it be would, a week's it, worth it of groceries. It could be things for the economy. I mean, it could be a week's worth of groceries plus something. I mean, either way, it could alleviate that little bit of edge. Yeah. Make it breathe just a little bit easier yeah. if times are tight. Yeah. Yeah. Should we? Uh, should I get uh, some um, some events here? Yeah. Let people know. Yeah. Let people know. The first thing I'm gonna say is go to uh, yang2020.com and go to events. There's a sign up. You can sign up for the phone bank or be on the text lines. Please do that. Um, that's their highest priority. We just need as many people to know about this as we can so we can qualify for that fourth poll. Um, once we qualify for that poll, I, I honestly think maybe the priorities might change, but um, but we still need people to hear about this message, so they're not going to change. Um, but we need to qualify for that poll, so go out there and go out there and do it. Um, we have a lot of events, a lot of events um, coming up. By the time a lot of people hear this, some of these events might be over, so I might actually just start on August 8th. It's August 6th right now for us, but it's basically 10 o'clock Eastern. So let's start on the 8th. All right, Council Bluffs, Iowa, on August 8th, 3.30 p.m. Shout out to Iowa. Has a community event. Harlem, New York, has a phone banking event August 8th. Shout out to Harlem. Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina has an event. Shout out to Raleigh. August Y'all have 8th. good barbecue. Fort Worth, Texas. We're going to, yeah, let's go rapid fire on these because there's a lot of them. Which, you know, keep, keep, we want a lot of these events, so keep on, keep on doing it. Coffee Social, Fort Worth, August 8th, 630. Shout out to Fort Worth. Richmond Heights, Missouri, August 8th at 7. Shout out to Mizzou. Des Moines, Iowa, August 9th, 10 a.m. Again, if I say 10, you can probably assume that it's a.m. 11, the same thing. <laughs> well, you know what they say about assumptions. Um, yeah. But 10, a 10 p.m. Yang Gang rally sounds a little late. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe not. Um, you know, on uh, maybe on the day that he gets uh, sworn in. Anyway, Clear Lake, Iowa. <laughs> August 9th at 2 p.m. Going hard in Iowa. Yeah, all these times are also in their respective time zones. Indianapolis, Indiana, a place that I think both you and I are pretty familiar with. August 9th at 7.30. Atlanta Yang Gang has an event. August 9th at 8 p.m. Bedford, New Hampshire has an event August 10th at 10 a.m. New York City, again, on East 26th Street. Canvassing in the streets, August 10th at 10 a.m. Indianapolis, Indiana, again. This is the Indiana State Fair Yang Gang Rally. I like this one. August 10th at 10 a.m. We need the middle of the country. We do need the middle of the country. Dallas, Texas. August 10th, 10 a.m. Yang Gang Meetup. Atlanta, again, August 10th, 1 p.m. Eastern Yang Gang Meetup. You can check the events page for yeah. further events beyond that, but uh, keep your eye out and show your support for Andrew Yang 
and his campaign. We hope to usher him in in the year 2020 and uh, yeah, start anew. We'll keep start on, fresh. Keeping on until then. So if you get if you get polled, like I said, if you get polled, you answer Andrew Yang because we need to get above two percent in that threshold. Again, go try to call if you've got time. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening. You have anything else to add? Yang Gang 2020. Show up. <laughs>